Welcome to the BamaInsider.com podcast. Remember, you can download any of our shows via iTunes. Just click download and same with Google Play. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the BamaInsider.com podcast, your home for news, commentary, and insight into Crimson Tide football and recruiting. Here it is, the BamaInsider.com podcast. Welcome to the BamaInsider.com podcast. My name is Kyle Henderson of the Rivals.com network and BamaInsider.com. Thank you for joining us. Welcome to the program. Welcome to BamaInsider.com. We got a great show lined up for you. But first, thank you to our subscribers for being with us during this site transition. We got a ton of great content coming your way. We're going to introduce our staff writer, Tony Sakalis, later in the program. But first, we got the man. The myth, the legend, Andrew Bone. He's been quiet for a little bit, but he hasn't been out of the recruiting game. In fact, he's on it, and he's with us today. Bone, welcome back, man. You excited to be talking Alabama football again? Excited, very excited. Um, you know, a lot of people were trying to figure out where I've been for the last uh, for the last few weeks, and you know, obviously, uh, having a new site, BamaInsider.com, come on board with the rivals. Network was a uh, was a big part of that reason for my uh, for my absence. Uh, a lot of people were wondering where I was. Was I uh, was I on a long extended vacation somewhere in in the Caribbean? Was I uh, possibly at a uh, a fish concert? Was I was I basically <laughs> anywhere else but tied sports? And uh, and I've been around. I've obviously been watching a lot of stuff that's been going on in terms of offers and uh, visits. And obviously Alabama had a big junior day this past weekend, but. Uh, I've been very excited to get back on board, and uh, and I think we're going to have a a great team in store uh, for the uh, the com subscribers, and I think uh, I think a lot of people should be very excited. Three guys that I wanted to touch on, and as you mentioned, Alabama just had a, a huge junior day, really. I mean, they have two, is that correct, from, did they have one in January and then in February? Yeah, they had one in January right before National Signing Day. It was kind of a smaller type deal, and, and they, they do this every year. They try to bring in a few guys of, uh, the weekend before National Signing Day, and then, uh, then, then later on in February, they usually try to have a, a bigger junior day where there's going to be close to uh, 100, 125 prospects from all over the country that are going to come in town and, and they had a big one this past weekend on uh, on saturday and a lot of new offers went out a lot of guys who visited tuscaloosa for the first time but also a lot of in-state guys it's, i think it's a pretty good in-state year for uh, for alabama and you know the last few years they've signed anywhere between six to eight uh in-state players where you know they're able to get guys from coast to coast i mean you, this past year getting guys from california from hawaii from you know from south florida from just about everywhere in the country but there's always they're always going to recruit the top kids in the state of alabama and they got several of those top kids or a few of the top kids this past year with guys like uh LeBron ray and also uh henry ruggs at the end and, you know it was a you know it was a pretty good year in state for alabama but this year uh, they're certainly going after some big names in the state, and I think they've got a good chance to to get a good in-state class. One guy I wanted to highlight right now is a new five-star out of the state of Alabama, is Justin Ross, six foot four, one hundred ninety-five pounds out of Fink City. Um, 
Can you give me the backstory on him? I, I know he was at the junior day, uh, new five star, a lot of excitement around him. Can you fill me in on Ross? Yeah, he is my number one player in the state of Alabama, and he got, he was rated as a five star by Rivals this week. Uh, you know, very exciting football player. He's an extremely gifted athlete. Plays. Uh, football and basketball. He's a good size kid at six foot four, about 185, 190 pounds. Uh, just, uh, just kind of an elite athlete, and I think he's got a good chance to end up in Alabama's class. I think right now it's probably going to end up being between Alabama and Auburn. Uh, very tight in-state battle for him, and uh, he's been a star at Central Phoenix City since his sophomore year. And uh, he's got a teammate that signed with Alabama and Markel Benton. So Markel Benton, four-star linebacker, uh, who's had, who had a great career in, at Central. I think he's got a good chance to, uh, to sway his former teammate over to Tuscaloosa. But he was in Tuscaloosa this past weekend for Junior Day. He's made several trips to Alabama. Of course, you got to wait and see uh, what he thinks about the, uh, you know, the roster numbers in terms of uh, you know, wide receiver position. There's a, uh, they had a really good wide receiver class this past year with, uh, you know, with four wide receiver signees. So, uh, so we'll see how that goes, and I'm, I'm sure he wants to see how, uh, how new offensive coordinator uh, Brian DeBall and also uh, new wide receivers coach uh, Michael Oxley uh, does this year. I'm sure he's going to be watching that pretty closely. But in my opinion, I think Alabama's got a pretty good, uh, pretty good shot with his signature. Another guy out of the in-state class I wanted to talk to you about was Seth Williams, six foot two, two hundred and two pounds uh, out of Paul Bryant. Um, Florida State, Alabama seems to be emerging as favorites. Can you elaborate a little bit more on Williams? Yeah, obviously a, a pretty good, a pretty good in-state class with uh, with two elite wide receivers, uh, with uh, with Justin Ross being a five-star and also Seth Williams being in the Rivals 100. He's a Bigger, more physical uh, player than uh, than than Justin Ross is. He's right about six foot three, two hundred and ten pounds. Had a really good junior season and, and really kind of emerged last spring when he started going to some camps and uh, and we saw him on the camp circuit and he performed it just extremely well and I think he's he's picked up several scholarship offers over the last uh, several months and I think he's certainly deserving of his ranking. Uh, there's a lot of talk that he could be perhaps leaning towards going out of state, even though he, he plays at Paul Bryant High School in Cottondale, which is right outside of Tuscaloosa. Uh, some people think that uh, you know, that he could be leaning out of state. Florida State has done a really good job recruiting him early on. Uh, there's some other schools that have done a really good job recruiting him. He's visited Auburn uh, a few times. But you know, we'll see how hard Alabama makes a push for him because you know, with being a local, uh, local prospect, uh, you know, you, you can never discount Alabama in, in, uh, in that regard. So I think uh, Alabama's got a good chance to, uh, to get him in the end. One more guy I wanted to touch on from Alabama, for the state of Alabama, was Miles Mason. And I read an interesting quote from him um, over the past week, and he said it was, and this isn't exactly it, but he said there was a lot of guys at junior day. Maybe, it, in my opinion, I was reading into it, it seemed like he was almost overwhelmed by the amount of players that and prospects that were at Alabama um, does this happen a lot since Alabama has these massive junior days? And, and what's your take on Mason and the fact that they have so many at this time? Is it hard for some of these prospects to really stand out? Uh, sometimes it is, especially when, uh, you know, when a lot of guys who have never been to Tuscaloosa, uh, who may be top priorities for Alabama, 
of course the coaching staff wants to spend a little bit more time with them, get to know them a little bit. A guy, a guy like Miles Mason has been to Alabama so many times since his freshman year. And I think you know, he picked up his first offer from Alabama when he was when he was just a sophomore, uh, right before his sophomore season. So Alabama's recruited him for a long time, uh, and he knows the coaching staff extremely well. Knows a lot of a lot of people around campus, but I think he's got a good chance to uh, to be one of the top overall players in the Southeast. He's a guy who who can play on either side of the football, a wide receiver. I think he ends up playing safety once he gets to college. But, uh, but he's certainly going to be one of the top overall players in the state of Alabama and certainly a guy that Alabama has a good chance to sign. If you follow Bone on, on Twitter, I'm sure you do, a ton of offers being generated. I mean, it, offers are being thrown out left and right, especially to guys in class of 2019, even some 2020, if I'm not mistaken. Are there any of those 2019 offers that really stand out to you right now? Yeah, I think so. Uh, Pierce Quick, who's an offensive lineman out of uh, out of Hewitt Trustful in, in Alabama, received an offer on uh, on Saturday at Junior Day, and his name's starting to pop up a little bit more uh, over the last few weeks. He picked up an offer from Tennessee. He received an offer from uh, Auburn. Uh, also, Oregon offered him, uh, I believe, the day after uh, the day after Alabama did uh, that Mario Cristobal connection uh, up there in uh, up there in Eugene. So I think that was a big reason for uh, for that offer. But uh, he's certainly a big name to kind of watch out for over the next uh, over the next few years. He grew up an Alabama fan, and uh, and he's certainly a name that that we're going to be following as a potentially a top overall player in the state for uh, for that 2019 class. What about out out of state guys? I know that um, you know plenty of guys from 2018 in the state of Georgia and Chad Simmons of Rivals.com uh, was doing a great job on the updates regarding. Um, some of those guys from the Peach State. What's your take on some of these guys from uh, from out of state? And is there anyone that jumps out from 2018 right now? Well, you know, there was a lot of guys who were on campus this past weekend that, that picked up offers. Um, you know, Tyreek Smith out of uh, out of Cleveland Heights High School in Ohio, or Darnell Jeffries, a uh, three-star defensive tackle out of Newton High School over in in Covington, Georgia. I, you know, like you mentioned, there was a lot of underclassmen from from the state of Georgia that were on campus last weekend. Uh, or this past weekend, excuse me. Um, one name that has been a regular visitor over in Tuscaloosa, and really a big name on the recruiting uh, end, is uh, Owen Papoy. Uh, he's a 2019 linebacker out of Grayson High School in Loganville, Georgia, and he's, his name's kind of been mentioned just about as long as uh, a guy like Dylan Moses was. I mean, you know, Dylan Moses emerged when he was in eighth grade. Everybody knew about him. He was picking up all these offers, and Owen started picking up a lot of offers when he was just a freshman. So, uh, so he's really a name to kind of watch out for in that 2019 class. Uh, obviously, he's an in-state guy for the, for Georgia Bulldogs, but has visited Alabama several times. So he's certainly a name for Alabama fans to keep an eye on in that 2019 class that's out of state. How much does the new coaching additions affect recruiting for Alabama. I mean, it's going to take time for guys that have been in the NFL to make their way, I would assume, with you know the high school kind of recruiting pool. What's your early assessment on kind of how the new coaches will affect recruiting for Alabama? Well, it's going to be interesting because there were some guys here who have been in Tuscaloosa for, for several years who had built a very good reputation, who had developed into very good recruiting coaches, guys like uh, Mario Cristobal, uh, Billy Napier. Those guys were outstanding recruiters for, uh, for Alabama. You know, now you bring in some new guys. You know, Mike Loxley, obviously, is a, uh, a very well-known 
good recruiter, and uh, you know he, he's got some very good connections throughout the country. Uh, Brian DeBall is going to be an interesting take just because uh, he hasn't really recruited in a, in a while. Uh, he has recruited in the past, but hasn't recruited in uh, in several years. So it's going to be interesting to see how uh, how these recruits take him. But you know, the one constant that's still in Tuscaloosa is Nick Saban, and I think that's the uh, you know that that's who all these recruits want to play for is, uh, is Coach Saban. They want to play for uh, the coach who has won uh, five national championships, including four in Tuscaloosa. So I think uh, with Nick Saban still being there and you know the program running as well as it does uh, I think a lot of people have a lot of confidence in uh, in the guys that coach Saban brings in especially especially when you bring in a guy from uh, from the New England Patriots who just won the Super Bowl so uh, so I think there's going to be a lot of excitement but also at the same time you've got to develop those relationships and uh, and that's going to take a little bit of time but um, you know we saw that last year with Carl Dunbar who came in and replaced Bo Davis Bo Davis was one of the absolute best recruiters on Alabama staff, which means he is basically one of the best recruiters in the entire country. A lot of people question, would Carl Dunbar be able to come in and, and take his place? Well, uh, you know, that was kind of hard to say because he had developed those relationships all over again and, um, and really recruit these guys for a long period of time. And they end up getting Isaiah Bugs, who was a five-star JUCO defensive lineman who most everyone thought there was no way he was going to go to Alabama without um, without Bo Davis there, but Alabama was able to get him. They landed Fidarian Mathis out of Louisiana. They get LeBrian Ray out of uh, out of the state of Alabama. So those are three big signees for Alabama on the defensive line, and that's a testament to Carl Dunbar. and uh, And he had not been a, a recruiting coach for for a long time, and he, and he came in and did a really good job, uh, you know, coming from the NFL. So I think. I think Brian DeBall has got a chance to uh, to come in and, and do extremely well. And of course, he's learning from a uh, from from a pretty good recruiting staff. So uh, absolutely. <laughs> so, so if he if he doesn't know how to recruit, I think he's going to quickly learn how to recruit. One last thing I wanted to talk to you about before we introduce our team writer Tony Sakalas is kind of the eligibility chart and looking at the numbers. Everybody's always talking about the numbers. Who's Alabama going after? I mean, quickly looking over, you know, the chart and where the numbers lie, where do you think Alabama is going to be targeting most of their prospects? Yeah, yeah, it's it's funny. Every year and almost every week, whether it's a uh, recruiting chat or the Q&A or the insider report, I'm always asked the, the same questions, and all of our subscribers are, are well aware, um, you know, how are the numbers going to work out? How how can they sign this many players, um, you know, with this many guys on scholarship? And uh, the same response I always give: Don't worry about the numbers. Uh, you know, Nick Saban and his staff, they seem to work those numbers out every single year. Um, every year they try to sign 25 players in the recruiting class. So it's kind of difficult to say how many they're going to sign in this year's class. Always in every single year I say. They're going to sign 25, and of course, over a, a four-year time span, that's 100 recruits. So you're always going to have some guys that, that lead the program that transfer, um, you know, guys that that end up leaving early. So you know, those scholarship numbers end up opening up. But you know, I think they'll they will certainly go after about 25 guys this year. Um, you know, possibly 26. We'll see how the numbers shake out in the end. But you know, there's certainly some big positions of need for Alabama this year. They they hit some good positions last year, but they still need to go after. Uh, defensive line, that's still going to be a key position for them. 
um, offensive guard. I think that's uh, they've signed some really good offensive tackles the last few years, and they signed they signed a really outstanding group in the uh, in the 2017 class. But I think more interior linemen in this year's class will be huge. I uh, also think cornerback is going to be a very big position of need this year. Uh, Nick Saban mentioned that at his press conference on National Signing Day that he was really hoping they could get one uh, more cornerback in this year's in this past year's class. Uh, so 2018 is going to be a little bit more important. So they really need to get, uh, I think, three or four uh, cornerbacks in the 2018 class. But uh, obviously, uh, yeah, they end up losing out on uh, on a kicker at the end. But they end up picking up another one uh, right when uh, you know right before National Signing Day. So I, in my opinion, they don't have to go after a kicker in this year's class. But what they do need is a punter. So I think you know, they're going to be looking all over the country for a punter in, in this year's recruiting class. And we may not really know of a name until the special teams camp in June. That's usually when they bring a lot of their top guys in throughout the country. Then they make an offer, and, uh, and one guy usually ends up committing. You're listening to the BamaInsider.com podcast. My name is Kyle Henderson of BamaInsider.com. I'm with Andrew Bone. And now we're going to be talking with Tony Sakalas, our team writer for BamaInsider.com. Um, Tony, first of all, um, I mean, you, you amped, you excited to get inside the community and start contributing? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. I've been kind of uh, ghosting around the message boards and just kind of uh, kind of reading what you guys, kind of getting the personality of everyone. You guys seem like a, a great bunch, so I'm ready to be a part of the family, kind of, to say. Um, we've been to a couple basketball games, you and I, checking out the Tide. Um, but we're talking, I wanted to talk to you about next, next week's NFL Combine. Um, several guys going from Alabama, obviously big number, 10 total, but nine are going to participate. Can you fill us in a little bit on that? Yeah, yeah, the Ruben Foster's still uh, out. Or he, he's not going to be able to participate in drills because he's recovering from a rotator cuff surgery. Uh, so that's, I mean, he, he's let NFL teams know that. So um, I don't really know if that's going to affect his draft status too much, though. Um, as for the other uh as for the other nine guys, you have uh, Jonathan Allen, Ryan Anderson, O.J. Howard, Marlon Humphrey, um, Eddie Jackson, uh, Cam Robinson, and Ardair Stewart, and uh, Dalvin Tomlinson and Tim Williams. Uh, so like, that's, that's a very uh, – it's the most in the SEC. Uh, it might actually be the most in the nation. Um, a really talented bunch coming in there. You could have – I think most uh, drafts have about five first-rounders. Uh, you could – make a case for six, maybe even seven. It probably won't happen that way. Probably be around five first-rounders, I would say, uh, on most projections for the first round. So, But it's a, it's a place where a lot of people can make their move. You know, uh, we saw it in senior at the Senior Bowl, O.J. Howard shot up. I mean, I think he went from being a end-of-the-first-round kind of guy to maybe even, like, dropping into, like, top 15. You know, I think he, he was definitely won the Senior Bowl. So, I mean... Uh, you got guys that can really just make a name for themselves. Um, you mentioned O.J. Howard. Is, is there another player that you think within that nine that could really make a splash, that could really jump up and improve their draft stock? Ryan Anderson. I think Ryan Anderson's been overlooked all season to a certain extent. I mean, I think people have acknowledged that he is a great linebacker, but he is elite. And I, I, I talked with uh, Mel Kuyper Jr. Um, uh, last month and uh, he said he kind of he originally had him in the first round and then had him in the second round uh as of now and i think a great combine could kind of push him back into that first round maybe um another another one is uh marlon humphreys kind of one of those tweeners sometimes you've seen him in the second sometimes you've seen him in the uh in the first um tim williams is gonna have to prove 
Uh, obviously, his athletic ability is there. I think some of the, he has some concerns too about. I think people are worried about his makeup. Uh, about you know, he's had some poor decisions in the past. I think it'd be interesting to see what he does. Uh, when he, I think a big part of the the meeting is going to be him talking with NFL teams and them getting a good grip on you know is this guy somebody we want to invest millions and millions of dollars in because obviously Tim Williams has the talent he's shown that he's a beast you know so um, there's a couple guys that can really make a name for themselves our Darius Stewart kind of surprised a few people when he came out early uh, he's another one that I think you know can kind of validate that decision with a with a great combine. You're listening to the Bama Insider.com podcast. My name is Kyle Henderson of Rivals.com alongside Andrew Bone, the recruiting analyst, and Tony Sakalis, who's our team writer. Um, You can catch all our coverage back on BamaInsider.com. We are part of the Rivals.com network. We're talking about the NFL Combine, which is coming up on March 2nd. But March 8th is the Pro Day at Alabama which we'll probably see a couple more guys participating in that event, right, Tony? Yeah, yeah. Um, they haven't released uh, who was all going to compete in that, but yeah, you could definitely see some, some more guys too. And that's always, a pro day is always a time where, you know, you can get guys that, you know, need that extra exposure, you know. I mean, some of the seniors that, you know, didn't get invited to the combine but still want to make a name for themselves, still want to, you know, maybe earn a, one of those late draft spots, you know, so... You opened up the website with a 3-2-1 column. Um, you kind of hit on a variety of topics through um, Alabama football. You talked a lot about the coaching changes. Um, what's your takeaway kind of going into the month of March as far in terms of um, the new coaching additions that Alabama has added? I think, you know, uh, Andrew kind of touched on it. The, the, everyone's interested to see what it's going to be like with the ball. You know, and I think that's it's just going to be really, really interesting to see how that plays out. It's kind of a mystery you know, I think out of, there's a lot of high-profile names that everyone was throwing around, and then, like, Brian DeBall came out, and everyone was like, what? You know? Uh, so, um, it's an interesting hire. It's uh, It may not be the sexiest hire, if, if you want to use that word, but it uh, comes from a system that Nick trusts, and uh, he's obviously worked with Saban before, and I, I, I think that uh, it'll, be, it'll be interesting. And it definitely gives the fans the whole run-the-ball uh, pun that they've been liking to use so far. So, yeah. Um, we're also going to be previewing the depth chart and talking about um, where guys are flooding into positions as we move into spring. The spring game, A-Day, is April 22nd, I believe. Um, what do you, out of all these early enrollees, there's 16 of them, is there one guy that, maybe maybe a couple, is there, but there's, is there one guy for now that you think is really going to push their way onto the field in 2017? Yeah, I mean, well, right off the bat, there's a, there's a few obvious ones. There's Najee Harris is is so so much of a stud already that it, you know, even though they already have a a loaded backfield, you've got to pencil him in for some playing time next season. Uh, Alex Leatherwood is a person that could really compete for time on the on the offensive line. I had Isaiah Bugs really making a push and kind of surprising people. I I kind of see him stealing one of those uh, defensive end spots that you know. With Tomlinson and Allen departing, I think that he he's going to step up. You know, you take it normally when Alabama takes a junior college guy, they see playing time right away. And I think you know Isaiah Bug. You look at his tape. You look at his the junior college league he used to play in. Is very there's a lot of talent that comes out of that. Um, yeah, I think I think he could make a really big push and, and kind of surprise some people. He's not really one of the guys that a lot of people have been talking about as much, but uh, he he could be a real stud. 
I have to ask you, is there a quarterback battle emerging in Alabama? I, they've got three talented quarterbacks and taking nothing. You know, I guess at this point last season, I think a lot of people wouldn't have said Jalen Hurts was going to be in the quarterback competition. So, under just because of that, you could say yes. You know, you don't want to discount Tua or Mac Jones uh, because if you would have done that last year, you wouldn't have known our starting quarterback. Um, but I do think it's definitely Jalen Hurts' position to lose, especially to start. I can't see saving wanting to start a true freshman at quarterback against probably a top-five team in Florida State. Uh, and let's be honest, Jalen Hurts, for all his you know deficiencies last year, maybe he couldn't throw the ball in the deep, in the deep patterns as much as you know Alabama would have liked. He had a great year. He, you know, SEC Offensive Player of the Year doesn't get much better than that, you know. So, um, and you, a lot of times you'll see uh, quarterbacks in between their first and second year make these big jumps. Uh, the one I used in the three-two-one is Lamar Jackson. Just look at the progress he made as a passer from freshman year. He won the Heisman his sophomore year, and I'm not saying that Jalen Hurts is going to win the Heisman, but there's nothing saying that he couldn't have that same jump, and he'll definitely have the pieces around him to make. Similar, similar number jumps, and it it could be a lot to be excited for for Alabama. I'm looking at the running back position. Oh it's, gosh, good I luck. Mean, <laughs> it, it's stacked. I mean, yeah. what's your take? I mean, Harris. I mean, Joshua Jacobs. I mean, the list goes on and on. What's your take? There are five backs that would contribute on any team in the nation. Uh, you've got uh, Damian Harris, who I think will probably have the. Uh, the start. He seems to be the most trusted of of Saban's backs. I know Bo made a big push uh, at the end of the season, more in the postseason too last year. Uh, so those two, I think, would be the two primary ones just because of their seniority and they're kind of trusted. You got Josh Jacobs who came on blazing last last season. I think he might actually be the most talented of the bunch. I haven't seen Najee yet, but uh, and you've got BJ Emmons that you can't forget about him. And, you know, hurt his foot and he didn't get a lot of carries last year, but he was the number one back coming out. Uh, and everyone thought he was going to be kind of the third back, not Josh Jacobs. And uh, he's got all the talent in the world, too. And then when you bring in the number one running back, number one player in the nation in Najee Harris, you got to think he's up there. Um, Brian Robinson's also a Rivals 100 kid. And uh, he's someone that can uh, could maybe turn some heads like uh, Josh Jacobs did uh, last season, too. I mean, he, he might be a guy that gets a red shirt, but... Last year showed that you can't you can't discount anyone. Switching to the defensive side of the football, um, in the secondary, who do you like starting at cornerback for Alabama on both sides? Uh, you know, I like maybe oh definitely uh, Anthony Avery on one corner, um, and then maybe do you put Tony Brown in the other corner? I, I think that that could be. Uh, I know Tony Brown played uh, nickel in the championship game. I think that was more just the fact that you know it was a circumstance and he had to do it. Um, I could. I don't because of the way Minka worked at safety. I don't see them moving him back to corner. That could obviously be an option as well. But uh, I think you 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 want his leadership there back in, in safety. And if it's working, it's one of those things. If it works, don't change it. So I I, I kind of think Anthony Avery on one side, Tony Brown on the other side is what I'm thinking right now. Up front, is there another Jonathan Allen somewhere in the mix? Uh, well, Jonathan Allen himself said it was uh, Quinn and Williams. Uh, I think that might be more in the future. 
Uh, I think Deshaun Hand's the one that everyone's kind of hoping is the next Jonathan Allen. Uh, he's definitely with a top recruit and, uh, and then someone that, you know, Bama fans have been excited about. It's kind of hard to get as many as much playing time when you have Dalvin Tomlinson and uh, Jonathan Allen in front of you. I mean, he saw some he saw the field a lot last year too, but I think he's kind of kind of developing that starring role. And like I mentioned, uh, Bugs, I think could could kind of be the, on that other side, you know, uh, cause wreak some havoc from the other end too. You're listening to the BamaInsider.com podcast. My name is Kyle Henderson, alongside Tony Sakalas, who's our team writer, and Andrew Bone. Um, fellas, I mean, this is to both of you guys. Um, what are you guys looking forward to bringing our premium subscribers? I mean, I'll start with you, Andrew. What are these guys going to get on a daily basis from you? I, I personally know you. I know the work ethic, and I'm really big on work, work ethic. Um, I, I think, for me, that's something that I'm certainly going to provide for our customers, along with, along with customer service. Um, those two things, in my opinion, go hand in hand. What about you guys? I mean, Andrew, what are you going to deliver on a daily basis? What can these? What can your fans expect from you? Well, you can expect kind of the same things as uh, as usual. As most of you are uh, are very aware of, you know, on a daily basis. I mean, you know, I'm on that site all the time. I mean, I basically live on it. You know, it's such a great community, and uh, you know, I have relationships with uh, you know so many of our subscribers that I'm just going to continue those relationships and you know continuing to break. Recruiting news, uh, obviously, you know, the biggest one of the biggest things uh, on uh, on the Bama Insider report is, uh, or excuse me, BamaInsider.com is going to be that insider report that all the fans have been so used to reading. Uh, you know, just continuing to deliver very uh, good recruiting information, accurate, and um, you know, we don't always try to be. First, we always try to be accurate on, on stuff. You know, a lot of times people want to try to, you know, get the news out there first, and uh, you know, a lot of times it's wrong. Uh, so we always try to get the uh, the actual facts out there for uh, for fans. Try to break down, um, you know, positions of need. We always try to break down, you know, guys at each position that uh, Alabama is recruiting that they may have the best chance to sign. But you know, we're going to continue to do the recruiting Q and A's. We're going to continue to do recruiting interviews. Um, we're we're going to start back. Recruiting chats. Uh, hopefully, we'll, we're going to get a recruiting chat going um, in the next few weeks and do that uh, almost every single week uh, at a certain time, uh, most likely at night. So, we're going to do recruiting chats. Obviously, we're going to be on the road a lot this spring, uh, going to various camps, uh, going to high schools, uh, interviewing top recruits, and um, obviously just bring a lot of a uh, lot of great info to uh, to subscribers. And uh, just, I think the biggest thing is just always being available. Um, you know, people come to our site to um, to interact with uh, with guys like us, and and uh, you know, we're not going to be away for long periods of time uh, obviously I've been away for the last few weeks but guess what I'm, I'm back and uh, it's going to be even better and you know we've got a great team of guys that are uh, that are going to be working hard uh, bringing unbelievable content to the site stuff that you're not going to get anywhere else so I think uh, you know Alabama fans uh, Bama Insider subscribers uh, people who Really love following uh, the team and recruiting, and, and you know a lot of other aspects of, uh, of Alabama uh, athletics are going to be very excited with what we're going to be able to bring. Tony, for you, um, can you give them a little bit of backstory on you? Because I think it's important to know that they're having one of their own right about the team. I mean, you're you you're from for the most part Tuscaloosa. I mean, you went to school here. Yeah, I went to college. I'm originally from Houston, Texas, but I uh, I went to college at Alabama. Graduated in 2012. Um, was the fourth side of the Crimson White, you know, uh, actually interned uh, 
with rivals right out of you know when I was in my senior year. So um, yeah, uh, I, I I haven't posted much on the message board or at all, but I'm very familiar with a lot of a lot of the names and, and just the personality. And the thing I'm looking forward to is getting to know them and, and kind of like going back and forth and getting to learn them. I, I love people. I love talking with people, and uh, I love talking about football. So uh, I'm I getting getting to meet you guys is really the, the thing I'm the most excited about. Thank you for listening to the BamaInsider.com podcast. Remember, you can download any of our shows by clicking subscribe on iTunes or Google Play. Follow us on Twitter at Twitter backslash Bama Insider. You can also like us on Facebook, Facebook.com backslash Bama Insider. And of course, all your content will be back on BamaInsider.com, Alabama's number one source for football and recruiting coverage within the Rivals.com network. My name is Kyle Henderson. Until next time, catch up with you soon.